to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Ekunayo. Hope that all of you misfits are doing great out there in the misfit universe. Thank you all so much for listening to my episode with Tigger Red. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm happy that he did as well and glad that you guys provided some very interesting, (laughs) some interesting feedback. Um, Also, thank you all so much for continuing to love the couch and providing us with even more questions that we're going to get to later on. Now this week, I'm going to forgo my check-in. I'm going to forgo the culture of pop because I want to get directly into my two interviews. Uh, We have Valentine's Day coming up this coming weekend, and I wanted to do an episode focusing on that, however, from a different point of view. Uh, Often during Valentine's Day, we're looking for ways uh, to either, because here's truth, we're either looking for ways to uh, bring up some uh, more romantic energy for us and our partners, however... V-Day can also be about you and pouring love into you. So that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to invite both of these brothers on uh, to talk about their clothing lines, their apparel lines, and ways that you can purchase these things, either to spice things up with your partner or to spice things up for yourself. Because the truth is, sometimes we just want to put on something and look good for us, you know? So this episode is not only for those who are in relationships, but also for us as, you know, for those who are single people, excuse me. Uh, So I welcome two of my very dear friends uh, who have amazing apparel lines that are out right now. First would be Kiron Tools, and his company is Boxed Essentials. And then my dear friend Brandon Edinburgh and his company, Gym World Apparel. Loved both conversations, love both of these brothers, so let's get right into it. First up is my conversation with Brandon Edinburgh. Hope you all enjoy it. What's good, Brandon? I've been wanting to have you on the healing space for a while. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be, <laughs> Glad to be online. <laughs> that mm-hmm, took me out. <laughs> that mm-hmm. <laughs> what I appreciate about you is that you were one of the early supporters of THS um, and that really means a lot you know that when we re- when we would be promoting and stuff like that you'd comment on the different posts that we put up you actually listened to the show so I'm grateful for that thank you so much thank you um, I mean I don't really do like I don't tune into too many podcasts I do every once in a while and I'm always trying to be a supporter of all of my friends' things, even if it's something that I don't like, I'm not like too familiar with. Right. So, um, but I mean, it was not to say that I didn't enjoy listening to your podcast because I always did. And then mm-hmm. we would have like pretty long, engaging conversations. Like, yeah. About it, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in the course of that time, since the Healing Space has been on, you've created your own brand. Been busy. <laughs> 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 it's it's been wonderful to see the creation of gym world apparel and you know from the very beginning and i appreciate that you trusted me with showing me some of the samples and stuff before it actually came out I don't, i'm not sure if you even remember that but you know you gave me oh, a I, peek I, in I, yeah i i had to select a few people that i would run stuff by um because it's, it's something totally new that i didn't see myself starting i mean it, it morphed into 
something completely different from what it was supposed to be. And it's really, like, yeah. Initially, I just ended up seeing a market where, um, I mean, and as I got more in tune to like the market, I started to find like other brands that kind of catered to like, you know, the community of men that want to feel sexy, look sexy, and wear something that's a bit, you know, unconventional. Like, it wasn't until like I was really like, after I launched, I found out just wearing a jock strap for many men is just out of the box insane. So right, like, right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so th that's one of the things because um, later on in the show, I have a conversation with my friend Kieran. And I said one of the main reasons why I wanted to have you both on here is because it's such a good balance with both of your apparel lines, you know? Um, like I was saying for him, what he has is very, you know, like target driven. Like you could see going into target and seeing his clothes, you know, yeah. where yours gives more of a male Victoria's Secret type feel to it, you know? And yeah. so I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate that balance of the two of y'all because it really shows one, it's needed. But two, it, it lets you know that there truly is a market for men in underclothes, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so it, it, I feel good to know the both of you because you both hit specific corners of that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of spoke to the leading um, when I got into like the intimate wear, like it was whole strategic. Like it was literally like me in my apartment by myself having conversations like the other five versions of me or whatever. <laughs> but I was, I was like, you know, when it comes to like men's intimate wear, I don't want to call it lingerie because it's too gender specific and it's kind of like overused. So yeah. I just wore like intimate wear. Uh, I thought it was something fresh and want to bring like a different pop. I definitely want to like lead on more to like men who wear these clothes can have, you know, like you said, like Victoria's Secret. It's all about the fantasy. Yeah. So that's what really drives me, not um, for lack of better words, you know, not just something that somebody can like just get down and dirty between the sheets and it's over with. Like I wanted to cater to like actual couples, even like married couples you know, going to like honeymoons or something. That was just my vision that powered everything that came from it. Just yeah. like to sell a fantasy, basically, and just sell sex and without revealing too much. Although mm -hmm. I got a backlist stuff. Right. <laughs> so, so to go hand in hand with what you were saying about fantasy, and I want to dig a little deeper into this later, but so okay. I, I kind of hope that I'm not um, burying the lead when I ask about this, but you're creating a fantasy. One of the things that I've loved as your particular line has grown is that now you have people modeling your clothes that could be considered a fantasy by a lot of other men, you know? Like yeah. they, see, they see people wearing your clothes that are, as far as they believe, unattainable. So it yeah. kind of gives that fantasy of things. So what yeah. was that like for you to grow into that point? So another part, like, you know, you go on like these major like apparel brands, like for the community. Yeah. One, it was one about just showing diversity. Um, I don't see too many like um, men of color. Yeah. Um, represented in a positive light, you know, in, a, in not just one person, but it's just like a multitude of colors and different like forms. I want yeah. to show in a different spin. And I also want to make it feel kind of like relatable. Mm -hmm. so, like people that you see every day wearing something, I wanted, I didn't want it to feel like a members only, super exclusive. Although I still wanted to give that look and feel. Right. I still just wanted it to be relatable, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and and the thing that I love about it is that you have so many people wearing your line that it really gives that because you know it's like I have friends who are like you know my friends of course they have you know their own nine to fives and things of that nature who rock your stuff but (laughs) then it's like you'll see influencers rocking your stuff too so what I love is that I think the coolest thing about your brand is that you have so many people wearing it now that it's almost regular. Like Jim Wear, I mean, uh, Jim World is, to to me, to me, and I hope I'm not blowing your head up too much, (laughs) but Jim World is beginning to take on a very Hanes type feel because, you know, it gets to a point where Hanes is just America. You know, it's just like, it comes up in conversation when you're thinking about underwear, underwear. When it comes to queer men or men in general, according to you know how you feel and if you sis hat out there and you want to be a little adventurous and just feel sexy, you yeah. know, it's becoming a regular thing. Like I can't tell you how often I see your name on some underwear that somebody's wearing, especially if they're taking pictures online and they just want to feel sexy in a picture. You can yeah. be almost a hundred percent certain these days that you will see your line. And to know that you haven't had the line going on for so long is what's even more impressive, you know? Yeah, I literally just made a year, January, the week of January 28th, mm-hmm. when I initially launched. And it's been so amazing. It's been a journey, not just for business, like just on so many different levels. Yeah. You, know, you I find myself speaking to so many different insecurities that probably like um, scarred me just from growing up in the projects of Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, poor high school, no internet cable, nothing like that. Really didn't really get into the world until college. Yeah. And even then it was still like, I didn't really find out, like, you know, you don't really find yourself until like graduation damn near. Right. You're like faced with so much, okay, get a job and do all this. It's like, everything is already planned for you. So this was completely out of the box. Something I want to start off and have fun with. Like I said, it wasn't even supposed to be anything with like lingerie, honestly. Um, I don't know if you wanted me to go into that, but- um, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, want me to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want you to. I, mean, I just want to start something fun and like, I've never been good with authority. Not that I've like been Same. in jail like that. You know, right. like, I'm just, I've never been the, I don't, like being told what to do and that was just my whole issue with corporate i hate interviewing i hate sitting in front of people to try to like sell my worth for somebody that's never going to see me for who i am and Mm. who knows whatever else you know you're being judged against yeah i just wanted to like start start something for myself like i went to school i got my degrees i I knew like my degrees wouldn't always translate to what I'm doing for my nine to five. Right. I looked at it as um, an, a personal invest, investment for myself. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to like start, I guess like my own legacy and try to do more to take care of my mom. So my business, it initially started off as like a sock business. Honestly, mm-hmm. I wanted to do and dabble with my own socks. It was gonna be um, gym socks footwear. Mm-hmm. Hit the logo had everything. I was coming up with designs. Uh, that was before my move over to Atlanta from Chicago. Um, and then like right before um, I started getting more invested in it, I started seeing this, I, I started seeing this trend of like men wearing like female lingerie. 
and then they'll have on like their jock straps, little stockings, and I was just like, oh, that looks ugly. And I was just like, well, I'm <laughs> forced to do that because there's nothing out here for us. Yeah. I mean, I learned later on, like, you know, um, there's a lot of things really similar to even like what I do. I'm not afraid to even say anything like that. Like, right. I'm arrogant like that, but like, um, I'm just saying like, you know, there's not enough variety and it's definitely not celebrated. And at that time it was still crossing that boundary with, you know, those rules. Oh, that's too feminine. That's too gay. That's too this, that's too that. Right. So I didn't even know, only had like the slightest idea of what that market even looked like. But I really just wanted to provide something for people that look like me that was, and I've never even worn like um, anything more exotic than a jock strap. I've never even wanted a thong up until then. Right. So, yeah. so just designing and going through samples and trying to get something to the community or whatever, like it made me open up my mind more because I will go into the mall looking like all types of weirdos in the Victoria's Secret, like touching on the panties, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? What psycho that? is this? <laughs> like, you know, like this? I got like people looking at me like, is he crazy? I'm like, imagine this. It's like, what silence of the lamb shit is going on right now? <laughs> right. Like, it was so crazy. Like, people, it was, it was, it was so many stories. It's so crazy, but it was so fun at the same time. So, so when you were talking about the different types of um, intimate wear, is what you call it, right? I like that. Uh, when you were talking about the different types of intimate wear, one of the things that you've brought into, uh, well, I mean, it, as you stated, it existed, but that's the beauty of what you're doing with this particular line is that people are really tapping into it more with what it is that you're doing. And that's, you know, a lot of lace and stuff like that. And so I, I've loved seeing it because I think the reason why I love to see it is because there are certain taboos that we're beginning to break down, you know, um, our age group. Things yeah. that were always considered to be very taboo in the past that yeah. people are letting go. And I feel like your brand has helped people to yeah. feel more comfortable with that because they'll see men with lace online rocking your stuff, which then yeah. leads them to go and do the <laughs> same thing. Yeah. So was, was that like a design mentally of yours to be able to do oh, that? Most definitely. Um, I I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but you know, my tagline for my run is um, be empowered, be sexy, be bold, something along that. I'm like kind of confused with my cat right now. <laughs> <laughs> like um, really just, you know, we're in this, we kind of make our own, we make our own world, our, our own environments. And we put so many rules on ourselves in the community that's already oppressed beyond measures yeah doing it and it's so toxic and a lot of stuff is just clothes you know like come on come so, on like, and like you get people just minding their business want to wear what they want to wear and people come with their non-existent rules like oh you can't do that that means this if you like this you can't be masculine oh you can't wear a top if you like fishnet or you feel like lace like it's so untrue yeah and i just want to let i want to try to be a catalyst to be like you know do what the fuck you want to do sorry yeah. but like <laughs> You know, but just do what you want to do, wear what you want to wear, and, and be unapologetic about it, you know, and be empowered and be sexy, period. Yeah. So do you have, like, any specific brand ambassadors, or do you just have models that rock your stuff? Like, do you have people yeah, have that... Legit, yeah, I have legit brand ambassadors. Um, okay. All my ambassadors, they have, like, their own promo codes on my um, ambassador platform and everything. Um, but, you know, that's the power of 
how I wanted it to be relatable. I kind of wanted everybody to kind of fall in and feel like they're a part of the crew. Yeah. So. So now for, because <clears throat> with the world that we live in, especially when it comes to being queer, yes. for a very long time, there were certain uh, images that were pushed on us as far as what we needed to look like. And times have changed, mm -hmm. you know, and as times have changed, what is desirable has changed as well. Yes. So when it comes to your apparel, you know, thickness is no longer shamed. Thickness right. is embraced by lots of people. Right. So does your um, intimate wear have sizes that would fit for thicker men? I think they do. And so that was like one of the most, um, of course people wouldn't know until now, but that was something that, that was the most thing that I had like the most trouble with when doing these designs. Um, initially, like I wanted, I definitely wanted, you know, something that was like, even for like the more plus size men. But as I learned more about the business, I learned about different things. And I was starting this own business on my own. Yeah. You know, I took out loans that I was to death scared to take out of. Right. Long <laughs> conversations with me and my mom and my best friends for me to like, just jump and do it. Um, the only financial supporter I've ever had was my mom. Wow. So I like so many different things on one income. But what I learned was with many of these manufacturers, you get like three sizes to choose from. Mm -hmm. Everything else you have to pay extra for. And so, and then they all have their minimum order, order quantity. So sorry. But um, so just, it's kind of like res restricting when you're a new brand and I don't know exactly what the full market is. Right for that and I'm taking so many risks so I just go with what's allotted to me I go for like the average sizes what right so and then too seeing that I was working with like lace and fishnet and stuff mm -hmm. like I'm thinking oh you know it's pretty flexible like you know I could kind of do like medium small yeah I do like large extra larges and I felt like you know that would kind of like you know be suffice for the general public yeah uh, um it did but it didn't um you can't you can't make clothing for everybody all body types big small it's like you can't do it all yeah you yeah. have their own measurements so you try to like try to fit in what you can do to the best of your to the best of your ability and that's what i've been doing but i know for so i'm working on a collection now and i'm trying to be even more inclusive instead of just um, kind of like, just going off the top of my head, I didn't really have any models to, to try to like do my samples. I was doing everything on my own because I didn't mm -hmm. know anybody. I had just moved here. I didn't know anybody. So, you know, and I'm trying to do it differently this time. So yeah. I get to please more people. I definitely, I always want to show that representation um, contrary to, you know, the man that I do post. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah. <laughs> but th that's good. That's good. And I'm glad I was able to ask you that question because I know there are people who would definitely love to wear what it is that you have. Because the thing is, is that especially when you can tap into being secure in who you are, wearing your line is very empowering. Very, yeah. you know. Um, so I know that there are definitely uh, thicker brothers who would love to be able to wear that. Um, yeah. And in line with that, have you had yet uh, any cis het men, as far as you know, who have purchased any of your things, and why do you believe that for for you personally, 
why do you believe that it's so taboo for cishet men to be able to comfortably wear your apparel? I mean, um, I definitely have. I have some ambassadors that wear it. And literally, once they became a, an ambassador, you know, you will see the comments, ew, no, I don't like this on him. Ew, I don't know. I don't like it on him. But um, I think they were just so secure in who they were. Yeah. Didn't really matter. And then especially, you don't got time to entertain, like, you know, keyboard troll. Right. Right. You know, picture. And even if you do, like, I don't know you. You don't know me or my trials and tribulations. That, yeah. Uh, that got me to be who I am and, how, and who I'm comfortable with. So how dare you, first of all, you know. Right. It's the audacity for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I have had like cis men wear my things for just because they just like wearing sexy clothes or they just right. want support. I never really know. I've heard like several different reasons why I've never really questioned it but yeah we'll say um with this first I will say with this first collection I did I kind of so it's very risque but it's also very kind of like comfortable for a transitioning man that's trying to like spice it up and wear something even more yeah and that's kind of what I was going for I will say moving forward you can expect maybe more wilder things so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think you'd go in that direction. Yes. yes. I mean, very so, like, oh, so wait, are you are you able to give are you able to give the misfits a little bit of a, a preview, like verbally, of some of the stuff we can expect? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm Rihanna on her new album. You're not getting nothing from me. No, no mixtape. No leak. No nothing. You're just gonna have to be patient and wait. And with that in mind, I don't have Rihanna's budget, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny because that is literally what Keyron said. <laughs> That's funny. With all the seasonal drops. <laughs> but I'm gonna make it do what it do, so. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Can you think off the top of your head like some of the best feedback that you received from someone? Oh, immediately. Um, a lot of people were able to relate to my first cause about wanting to have something out here for men, you know, um, yeah. that, like it was men. Um, not, you know, say nothing negative to, my, to anybody else's brand, but I've had yeah. a lot of people say, oh, this is basically, um, it's, it's nice seeing something fresh out here for men that looks like men and not just like women's lingerie, but like a man wearing it. Right. Everything that, and to that point, everything that I sell in my store, I absolutely design myself. Nice. Measurements, which is probably why the measurements was all hella wrong. <laughs> Although I did work with manufacturers, you know, they got their own kind of like, you know, scales and models. Right. You know, um, <laughs> I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's probably about the measurements. <laughs> oh God, we love honesty. Yes. <laughs> You know me, so. <laughs> listen, listen. So you know as as, um, as I say later on in my interview with Kiron, I definitely have to get some of your apparel. I need to be able okay. to rock it. I would love to be able to rock for you as well. So. Yes, yes. yes. Have to make that happen. Yes. So for that, if the um, the misfits would like to be able to become a part of the Gym World Apparel family as well, where would they be able to find it online? So, you know, www.jimroldapparel.com. Um, also have a Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the links on there, so. Okay, and are all of them Jim World as well? 
Yes, Jim okay. Rogan. Come on, we we love when a brand can go <laughs> straight across. We love that. <laughs> and something I didn't even think about. It is so cool finally having you on here because Mark was on here, your best friend. Yes, I yes, I seen like scrolling. I seen that. Um, actually, I think he told me today he was going to be on your podcast, but also just you know. I seen when he was on your feed. I'm like, oh, bro, she love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was so funny because I'm like, he is off in some completely other state. And he was on the podcast before the one of y'all that actually lives in the same city that I live in. Mm-hmm. The shade of it all is that I think I've seen you once in person since you moved here. <laughs> I mean, it's no shade because everybody's close to me probably said the exact same thing that you say. I just be under the radar. Um, my move here wasn't the most smoothest. And mm-hmm. then like, after that, it was still like kind of shaky. So, um, but I mean, I'm out here by myself. This is the first time I've ever been in a state by myself, no family. Yeah. Like that. So it's been a lot, just a lot for me. And then starting this up. And when I get involved in something, I have like 2000% tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also... I'm pretty extroverted, but I'm extremely introverted, but a lot of people don't know or don't think I'm serious. And I say, like, I need to be in my cave. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably won't see me for like two months. <laughs> like, and the, the thing is, it, it's very interesting because you're a Sag and yes. most Sages are naturally <laughs> extroverted. So mm-hmm. it's like to see that you're the kind of person that's more, you know, away from things is intriguing. Cause you know, I, I understand why if anybody's into astrology and they're your friend, it would make sense that they're confused. Because you're like, that doesn't fall in line with what Sagittarius are like. We've had this talk so many times. Yes. <laughs> I am not the average Sag, but, like, but we still run it. So, you know. <laughs> See, and, and I won't argue it because I'm half of y'all. So <laughs> being half, I will accept that. Especially because the longer I'm on this earth, I feel like I tap more and more into the Sag side of me anyway. But that's an entirely different conversation. Um, I've been holding off on having an episode about astrology only because I feel like it ended up being three hours long. So <laughs> we, we need to break that up into different parts and have Dude. Like Wednesday astrology day. Come get it. <laughs> you know, I feel like it almost needs to be like month long, like check back every Tuesday and we'll have, you know, other signs. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what I need to do since it's elements. Maybe I should do three Tuesdays out of the month and do each of the elements every time. Because, whoo, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. But yes, no, um, we definitely, I want want to pick your brain about what it is that I should get from Gym World. um, Because I want to be able, well, (laughs) all according (laughs) to what it is, because I'm one of those thick people that I was talking about. We have to first hope that there's something that my butt can fit into. Most about um, the fitting is, you know, what's different from men and women is mainly the thighs area. Yeah. My apparel, it was never meant to be like pajama pants. Mm -hmm. I wanted to give like a very sexy silhouette and fit like a glove. That's kind of like my second tagline, like fit like a glove. So it definitely fits. And with men, um, some, you know, especially the more muscular men, um, their thighs are very muscular mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's always usually like something that I've been taking into mass consideration, uh, okay. you know, coming up with this next collection. But yeah. Okay. Cause that was just my biggest fear. I'm like, you know, even though I joke about not knowing what y'all talk about when y'all talk about the size of my booty, I'm realistic. I understand. <laughs> Picture <your> face. <laughs> 
I get scared about that kind of stuff because I'm like, I don't want to put on some underwear and then there's like a snap or some shit. <laughs> I'm keeping my comments to myself, but you're right. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm doing good for this podcast. You are. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> you. You've handled this very professionally. So that's why we're bringing it to an end now before you mess up. <laughs> This Fit Universe, please make sure you are supporting Gym World Apparel. And we'll be right back with the couch. Welcome back, Misfits. Come on in and take a seat on the couch. So, my first question is from Cash. Uh, Cash starts off by saying, Hello. Of course, I have to start off with praise. I love your podcast. I love how open you are with sharing your journey. Thank you so much for shining your light on all of us. That was really sweet. Um, okay, so my question. During your interview with Imani Van Zapp, you mentioned doing shadow work. What does shadow work mean? What does it entail? And how does one go about getting starting, started on the process? Thank you so much. So first of all, Cash, thank you. That uh, that love that you poured in me at the beginning was extremely sweet. Um, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, thank you for checking out my conversation with Imani. I don't know if you were there live with us or if you've you know scrolled down Imani's page and you just saw our conversation and you listened to it all the way through. Um, either way, thank you. It really means a lot. Uh, shout out to Imani. I'm definitely going to have to have her on the show uh, sometime this year. But to answer your question, shadow work, yes. Uh, we got into conversation about shadow work. Funny enough, I always have to shout out my friend Tobias because I've been doing shadow work for years. And, you know, as you saw during my conversation with Imani, it wasn't until conversations with my friend Tobias that I really came to understand what the, the name of shadow work is. Uh, and so I thought it was funny. It's like I've been doing this work for years and had no idea what it was called. I was just saying it was internal work um, <laughs> but to your first question which is uh what does it mean so when we're doing shadow work we're tapping into our shadow something that often follows behind us you know um or beneath us we're not really acknowledging it not really paying attention to it it exists and we know that it exists it's just we don't pay attention to it you know um we lead with what seems to be most pleasing either most pleasing to us or most most pleasing to those who are looking at us um we don't really operate out of the acknowledgement of our darker side our nastier side you know uh things that we may do that we don't really want to pay attention to or own up to you know um, let's say, and, and the, the thing that I think is so funny is that I often talk to people about how a lot of people have spent years not thinking that I was a very genuine person. And it was mostly because they've expected me to lead more with my shadow than with the, the version of Raven that I present on a daily basis. And we'll get into a conversation later about how dangerous it is for people to want you to operate solely out of one side or the other. But that's kind of a breakdown to you, a simple breakdown about what shadow work is. That's taking the time 
to actually acknowledge the darker side of who you are and actually doing the work. And it's important to say this, it's not doing the work to get rid of it because you can't get rid of your shadow. You feel me? It's getting a deeper understanding for it and learning how to operate within it in a healthy way, you know? So that's what shadow work is. It, it can't be work, it, well, to me anyway, it can't be work if our goal is to get rid of it. That's not work, you know? Um, for me, the work is getting an understanding of not being ashamed of that darker side of who you are, not feeling like you can't show that to people and let them know this is also a part of who I am. I am a fully realized human being. So everything isn't, you know, just daisies and roses all the time. This is also a part of who I am, you know? Uh, so that's that. Now, when you say what does it entail and how does one go about starting in the process, I kind of take that as the exact same thing. So what I'll say is that there are several different exercises you can do when it comes to shadow work. And it's all about paying attention to you, which is one of the hardest and most difficult things for people to do. And I converse with people about that all the time. The fear that human beings have when it comes to getting to know yourself, we fear it. And one of the main reasons why people fear doing that work is because we all have lots of unpacked trauma in the addict of our minds. And when we have to go up into that addict, that means we're going to have to brush the dust off of these boxes that we've kept up there for a really long time, open them up, and deal with a lot of the shit that we put away and had no intention of ever going back to. Because it hurts, you know? But that's the reason why it's difficult for us to do our shadow work. Because we're already trying to cover up a lot of other things. Now we're trying to cover up a whole part of who we are. So one of the things is watching your emotional reactions and learning to understand okay this this moment that i was about to be in the way that maybe i was triggered or something of that nature and my knee-jerk reaction instead of having that knee-jerk reaction let me pay attention to the way that i operate not only when i'm by myself but extremely you may no, not extremely but absolutely when i'm operating with others so watching your emotional reactions Another really important thing, and there are lots of different, I may, may need to do an entire episode on shadow work, and I probably shouldn't invite Tobias on for that, but the last thing I'll say, because I could talk about this forever, is challenge the good part of you. And that's something else that a lot of us don't necessarily want to do, you know? And I, as I always state, I'm far from per perfect, far from perfect. But one of the things that always bothered me is the amount of people who don't think that I challenge the good side of me. They only see the part of me that they want to see from the outside looking in. However, I do that all the time, you know? I'm always questioning, am I operating out of an authentic place when I'm doing this or I'm doing that, you know? Or saying to myself, you let that go because you wanted it to be all peace and love, but do you really just need to speak up for yourself and say what's real, even if you come off as like an asshole or other names that people have called me when I've operated out of my truth instead of simply letting things go, you know? So we, we have to check that good side of us for a multitude of different reasons, but for me and my own personal journey, I, do, I often check myself because I don't want to be walked over. So that's when I check that, that good part of me. Because for me, it's you allow your good side to come out and people use you. 
And so I have to be very careful of not being used by people because either consciously or subconsciously, people are prone to use people who are operating out of a good and selfless place. So you have to be willing to stand up and say, I'm not going to take that. But this is also the reason why I say it's important for us to embrace the fullness of who we are. Because if you decide to get rid of your shadow, that part of you that actually has the backbone to stand up for yourself might not actually exist. Because it could be a, tied a lot more to your shadow than you realize. But like I said, I could really keep going with that. <laughs> so, Cash, I hope that that helps. I hope that that helps. Yeah, shadow work is very, very important. Um, if not, you can always email me again and ask me to dive a little bit deeper, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna need to do a whole episode on that. The second question doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really take as much thought, uh, but this question comes from Paul. And Paul's question is, who are some of your favorite singers? Um, yeah, I definitely don't think this would take as long because most of you who listen to this podcast know that Brandy is my favorite singer. Um, and you, as, as I like to say to people, when it comes to Brandy, I, I steer clear of her personal life <laughs> and I focus solely on the music. Uh, she is absolutely my favorite singer. Before Brandy, it was Toni Braxton, and more often than not, when you find a lot of uh, a lot of singers, more often than not, um, women who are singers, uh, the people who you know have a, a deeper voice often speak to me the most. I love the Toni Braxtons. I love the uh, Anita Bakers. You know, singers like that. Um, I feel like I could go all over the place because I also love India Ari. Uh, I love Erica Badu. Um, I have to state again, I love Anita Baker. Uh, I love Roberta Flack. Um, I just feel, oh goodness, how could I? Okay, so when I think of my Mount Rushmore of singers, if I had to have like four people that I think of, it would probably be Brandy, Liz Wright, Amel LaRue, and Erica Badu, which rhymes. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't, I just love them. I really, really do. And there, there may be a point where after I, you know, finish this and cut this off and I'm done recording that I'm like, wait, that's not actually my, uh, my Mount Rushmore. But I can honestly say that if there was one person I would take away from that Mount Rushmore, it might be Erica. Erica, I absolutely love as an artist, but I feel like I can switch her out for somebody every now and then like Michelle and Diggiacello, you know? Um, Michelle and Degacello and Erica Badu, I think, often fight for that fourth spot. But Brandy, Amel, and Liz Wright, they live on that mountain. <laughs> they live there. Uh, so those are my favorite women who are singers. As far as males, um, I love Tank. Uh, I love Maxwell. I love Eric Benet. Um, oh, I truly feel like Stevie Wonder. Uh, I'm absolutely certain. Usher. I know I'm leaving somebody out. Um, did I say Maxwell? D'Angelo? Uh, I feel like with a lot of artists, Rashid. And I feel like I've talked about Rashid on this show before. He's only had one album, but you absolutely need to listen to Rashid. And to go back to the women, Puff Johnson as well. This is the problem. The problem is, is that the side of Raven that used to work in music stores, 
I have so many artists that I know, so many artists that I'm aware of, and especially so many independent artists who were never really on major labels, or they were on a major label for one album and then after that you didn't see them anymore. And don't even get me started on talking about um, groups we'd be on forever, or like duos like Jeanne, yeah, don't even get me started, or Christian, who were a part of Rockefeller, nah, I'll move on, only because I would be going for a really long time, uh, but Paul, I hope that this helps, by all means, Paul, um, email me back and let me know who are some of your favorite singers, I would love to do a follow-up on that question, um, so yeah, thank you for coming in and having a seat on the couch, and now to my interview with Kiron. Ooh, excuse me, Kiron Tools. Now, I was really looking forward to this interview because this is somebody who I have, uh, I was about to say travel the world, but yeah, we've traveled a lot together. When I was on my journey in New York, we lived together, well, we didn't live together, but <laughs> where did I get that from? Um, but we spent a great amount of time together in New York, and actually, that's when we really had our bond. Um, the, the bond that we had cre was created living in New York. We were friends living in Maryland, but we didn't really become close until we lived in New York. And that was mostly because we didn't have a lot of people there. You know, um, I only had a handful of friends and he had even less than that. Uh, so we definitely built a friendship there. Just wanted to read a little bit of his bio for you. So he is the youngest of eight kids. Um, born and raised in Annapolis, Maryland, graduated from Towson University with a bachelor's in marketing and uh, a master's in technology entrepreneurship. Um, and that was from the University of Maryland. Uh, when it comes to box essentials, he says that his mission is to give men the most comfortable matching underwear and socks while giving a pair to someone that is homeless as well. Um, the vision is to become the leader in subscription underwear and socks that helps people living on the streets and in shelters. And so, yeah, now you're going to learn all of that during the uh, during the interview itself. But I told him I would read some of the bios. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I was a man of my word. Um, as it was with Brandon earlier, this is a really good conversation. I truly enjoyed conversing with both of these brothers. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Enjoy my conversation with Kieran, and I'll see you on the other side. What's good, Kieran? I'm doing great. Long time no talk. Right? I mean, just, it's been some time. It's no, been it has, some time. It has been so long. It's good seeing you, though. You look good. Thank you. As do Matching you. sweaters. Right. <laughs> I used to call you my traveling partner. We haven't done any traveling in a long time. It, it, it's not for you not as, not wanting to do it, though. You've absolutely wanted to do the traveling. <laughs> but right. It, I, it, I wasn't always in the right yes, place to be able I would, to travel I remember our next trip was supposed to Yes, I remember like one of our places that we were supposed to, have to go to was Thailand, and I don't think you could you couldn't make it for some reason or something like that. I think that yeah. was like a year and a half ago or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. So I wanted to have you on here because with this being the uh, the V Day episode, I know that with your line, I I'm at least under mm -hmm. the assumption that this would be a great time of year for you. You know, because oh for sure, your, yeah, your yeah. um your your brand is called Box Essentials. And so for the, because uh, of course, you know, your intro and everything that I did before we began this conversation, I informed them of what your brand is. But if you could break down for the Misfit universe exactly what Box Essentials is. 
Yes. So we give men confidence underneath of underneath of it all. Mm-hmm. So we allow them to match their underwear and their socks. Um, I thought of this concept because I saw in the market that women get to be very confident um, all day, whether it's in the work environment, whether it's anywhere that they go. And, you know, it's all because of their sexy underwear or lingerie or whatever that they're wearing and no one needs to see it. Yeah. And I wanted to figure out something that is for like the everyday man. And I didn't want to go too sexy or too lingerie, and that's what we're keeping at um, with our underwear, briefs, boxers, and socks and stuff like that. If you want to subscribe, it's $24.99 a month. You get one pair of underwear and socks, as well as any one-offs at $39.99 as well. Social media influencers posting all the time, excuse me, and they have promo codes and stuff like that too. So right now we're um, you know marketing our uh, you know red underwear, obviously for Valentine's Day. Uh, right before this call, one of our social just posted. So I'll get notifications from that and, you know, dings on that. So, but no, I'm really excited to see where the brand goes definitely in the next uh, five years because there's a lot to come for sure. And y'all will get to hear about that on this interview. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So help me understand Ding. how your master's in technology entrepreneurship plays into the creation of uh, Box Essentials. Yeah, so I, it's so funny because I noticed that I had um, notes um, in 2016 mm-hmm. on this concept and I called it Matchbox. I already knew that wasn't going to be the name because there's so many people that have Matchbox, the car right. set for kids, I think the pizza <laughs> chain as well. But um, that's one of the things I encourage. If you have an idea, just write it down no matter how long you know you get to it or not. So. Yeah. Um, the way that my masters came into play with this was really gave me the foundation and the technicality behind it all um, really set, you know, a kind of a pathway um, into launching. Um, you know, I, I know just like so, so many of us, I, I'm a procrastinator sometimes, mm-hmm. but actually going to school and saying, okay, here's hard deadlines. Yeah. And a deadline at the end of it is launching your product. Right. You know, so it gave me that confidence and gave me that oomph and that push to say, okay, well, I got to do it because I actually do want to create, you know, and I do want to launch a viable business and get feedback. And, you know, so that's, that's how my masters came into play for sure. And it was well, it was well worth it. Nice. Nice. So you you were talking about social media influencers and it's been so great to watch, you know, especially like in the beginning, I love seeing, and I like that you, you took everyone through the process. You know, yes. so we were seeing how you were making the boxes and everything, and you were showing the people who were, you know, your family and friends were willing to come out and help you to put everything mm-hmm. together. So I think that it allowed those who, you know, eventually ended up purchasing from you to see just how real this product was because you allowed everyone to be with you during the process of getting everything shipped out. So it was so cool to see when you had everything set and prepared to yes. mail out to everybody, you know? So how did you go about getting these um, influencers to be a part of your brand? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's, it's patience for mm-hmm. sure, because a lot of the times they get 
bombarded with, you know, DMs and emails and stuff like that. So you have to find very strategic ways of reaching out, whether it's in their comments, whether you're making sure you're hitting a couple of touch points, whether it is their DM or email. Um, and it's like, I'm blessed at that point where we're posting and we are getting social media people in, um, interested in the brand now. Like they are contacting us saying, hey, I would love to showcase your underwear and socks and promote for you and all that stuff. So that's a great blessing too. Um, but yeah, it's to go back to your first point, it's very important to um, showcase your journey mm -hmm. for sure. And I continue to do that now because we forget about that. I even have to wake myself up every day and be like, appreciate this journey because it was moments where you had nothing. There was no yeah. raw materials. There was no samples. It was just an idea. So for, to see it to come to life and, and, you know, to have photo shoots and have people come together and, you know, so it, it's such a beautiful thing. And social media has played a big part in it mm -hmm. for sure especially in the beginning being organic calling your friends telling your friends like hey i know you may not have a big influence but i would love for you to post and share or purchase yeah, yeah. You know, excuse me right. <laughs> <laughs> you know no you can curse that's perfectly pay, fine <laughs> pay, pay full price friends yeah. but um <laughs> but just even a, a share and a like whether it's on facebook instagram twitter goes a long way Absolutely. um going into Twitter now it's like one of the things that we find very um, like a strategic marketing um, placement for us to be at right now yeah. um, and you know just because to talk a little bit more into it I'm sorry I like to talk no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> you know um, is that you know when on Twitter if you know how the algorithm works it's like one person likes it all their friends see it yep. then that person likes it all their friends see it they tweet it all of them. So we're really focusing on Twitter now just because of the engagement level is so crazy high. We see a huge amount of traffic from literally one influencer on Twitter, like three or four times that versus, you know, them posting on Instagram, which funny enough, a lot of people use Instagram as like the number one place to um, for influencers. But yeah. I'm like, Twitter is is, is going to be, is, is where it is. So that's a little, you know, right. a little gem. <laughs> Come on, teach people, <laughs> teach people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hello, DM me. But, um, but what you said about the algorithm is true. Because one yeah. of the things that I ended up finding out, I think, what was it, early December, I started doing close friends. Um, I don't even know what started me doing close friends on Instagram. Uh, I just chose a photo and was like, okay, I'm going to get that green circle going. Um, <laughs> but to my surprise, one of the things that I found out, and I mean, you know, I, I feel it, I feel like it's a negative, but I mean, it's brought along positives. Yeah. I feel like people thought that I was a prude, you know, mm -hmm, um, that people mm -hmm. thought that I was a goody goody and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. So it was like people who have been friends of mine on Instagram for years suddenly began to interact with me more once I created close friends. Yes. However, so it started off as, you know, like coming into my DMs with all this flirting and stuff, but I've actually been able to navigate business because oh, nice. of that. Because Smart. people who I'm cool with, but would never pay attention to my page. Once they started looking at my close friends, it opened up conversation because I guess they realized I wasn't the prude they thought I was. <clears throat> so I've been able to get interviews, you know, set up different business ventures, like all this stuff just off of close friends. In nice. turn, people now see my yoga on my page because I show up on their timeline. Mm -hmm. Where before, if you have 7,000 friends, 
you're not going to see me because we don't interact with each other. But because you're on my close friends every single day, I am now at the top of your page, you know, well, at the top of your um, timeline when you're looking. So when you talk about that algorithm, I'm like, it's it's very real. And there are different ways to get the algorithm to work in your Mm -hmm. favor, you know, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that was smart. That was a gym there. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I was going, I was, I was being a little shady uh, last week about close friends. Let me find him. I got to be, a, I have a close friend set up. <laughs> I was like, why am I in some of these people's close friends? What y'all trying to show me? <laughs> or what have y'all shown me? <laughs> Speaking of which, child, that silhouette challenge, just to get off, get off from, from the two of us real quick. That silhouette challenge, it started off real classy. Oh my gosh. It started off real classy and then took a sharp left turn. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. I just, I I think it's so crazy to me. I think that we are specifically with COVID and stuff like that, just so sexual right now. I'm like with the OnlyFans, excuse me, with the silhouette challenge, with the Big Bank challenge, with the, um, Bless it, anything. Like, right, yes. All of these challenges are focused on, you know, driving sex. So I'm like, oh, okay. I thought like, you were going to is- say people are just bored. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think people, I think people, that maybe, but I think people are just so, like, they're, they're embodying their sexuality yeah. a lot more and stuff like that. So I absolutely love every- that. Well, but, but, but I mean, you know, Scorpio Sagittarius. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course okay. I'm here for that. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I, I, I love it too. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And, and, wow. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Raven's not the prude. I am. I'm just not. <laughs> it, it is interesting though, because cancers can be extremely sexual people, but y'all have moods. Y'all very much have moods when it comes to that. I'm through. You yeah. know it. You know it. It's like, talk to me nice. And then it's like, no, talk to me. Don't talk to me nice. <laughs> See, I love that you're watching your brand at all times. Could you get ready to yes. say something and then you pull yourself back? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is why the video has to go up because people need to see your face when you think about it for a minute. And you're like, okay, okay let, let me change what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like the silhouette challenge was just, you know, you can see your silhouette, you know, the, the song plays and then it goes to the red light and we see your silhouette. Then it got to a point where, especially if you're somebody who's well endowed, now suddenly you just see that thing sticking out in the silhouette. <laughs> there was one I saw where a dude literally, cause you see him, you know how people like stand in, yes. the, uh, in the doorway. Yep. And so he's mm. standing in the doorway and you see his arch and you're like, okay, so you just arching against the wall. That's real cute. Right. So he has one hand on the other wall where you see the arch and his back mm-hmm. pushed up against the other one. But then he begins to pull, pull his butt away so that he's about to start standing up straight. Kieran, he had a dildo in him. And he was like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you are really on this hashtag. <laughs> well, see, no, no, no. These are people, I'm not even looking at the hashtag. This is on my timeline. What? Right. I'm not even going into the hashtag. Call and, the police. <laughs> <laughs> and the final straw for me was somebody who their silhouette challenge was full on sex. 
So the minute it turned to the red light, suddenly it's them and wow. another person. I've seen like one or two people like that. Wow, not the dildo one though. Interesting. <laughs> and the thing is, is that if you weren't paying attention, because like it had to be brought to my attention by a friend, because I told him that I seen right. it. And he was like, I saw that one too. He was like, that dildo was crazy. I was like, that what now? He was okay. like, he said, it's clear. So you would miss it. Go back and look again. And I went and I looked and I was like, oh my God, he pulled. <laughs> The dildo was like at the base. <laughs> oh my gosh. This. I'm waiting for the link. <laughs> <laughs> Send it <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I was about to shift to a different question, but I want a better segue than what I was about to Ooh. say because the okay. listeners were going to be like, that was a hard segue just now. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's stay in the place of, <clears throat> of sensuality, sexuality, you know. You have a very kind of crisp and clean line that you have, you know? So what it is that you have going on with the underwear and socks, it's very family friendly for anybody who wants mm-hmm. to look at it. But of course, you know, with this big, we, we have to understand who a lot of your consumers could be. So th- right. these are men and you know, men can be very sexual beings. So. Yes, for sure, for <laughs> sure, you, for sure. When you've thought about the line, when you're making the underwear at any time are you thinking of you know things from more of a sensual point of view are you just looking for something that really fits well and makes a man feel comfortable so it's both um you know i know sex sells and that's a huge aspect of you know increasing you know you know return after return and stuff like that but starting the brand i did think of like more of an urban excellence and i wanted to be for the everyday man so i didn't want anything too sexual but i wanted to still be sexy like a kind of a not necessarily like a crazy grown and sexy but a very mature uh, sexy vibe, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's um, the reason why we have like just 100% cotton boxers. Mm-hmm. We just implemented briefs, um, you know, last month, and we still have our. Oh, uh, you have you know, briefs? I don't think I've seen. We that. do have briefs. Yeah. Oh, that's a really cute addition. Indeed, (laughs) indeed, I do. And and um, of course, we have our boxer briefs. And just as a little snippet, this is like the first time I'm telling someone, Mm -hmm. we are going to test the market. It's a test market, and it's going to be full. It's not going to be a sample. It's going to be like a a, a pattern and all that stuff. And it's going to be a full, comfortable jock strap. Come on Uh, now, (laughs) come on now. Now, but you, but you know how I do. Right. It's whatever people do with it, they do with it. Right. However, the branding and marketing behind it, again, for the everyday male that wears a jock strap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that looks like. I'll whatever that looks like, but that part, yes. We'll figure it out. But um, I'm so excited about it because I pull my followers on Box Essentials and on my personal page. Yeah. And everyone, 50, 60 votes was like, yes, we would love a jock strap. So mm-hmm. you have to listen to your audience. Because Absolutely. at first, I was like, um, I don't know if that's what we want to do, but when I researched, I was like, Calvin Klein, Nike, they all have a, a section for drop straps. Yeah. It's just not as promoted, but that is an option for people to purchase. So I said, let's, you know, let's spice it up a little bit. And my thing is I'm all about A-B testing. Yeah. If, if, if one thing working better than the other, 
I'm cool with switching up, you know, like the algorithm, I guess you would say. Right. So if it's one thing that, you know, we want to see a little side butt cheek versus a frontal, let's see how, you know, let's see how it converts. Yeah. So, uh, and that's how you have to test your product. Um, and you have to continue with a, a, a really good aesthetic because once you start going to, let's say for me, retail, whether yeah. it's Target or boutiques in LA or New York or anything like that, um, you want to have somewhat of a, a linear aesthetic because you're not only you know you know the face of your own company but now someone else is implementing you so you don't want to you know be a conflict of interest or yeah. you know their brand doesn't align with your brand so yeah so one of the questions that i wanted to ask you is mm -hmm. coming from you know a rihanna fenty point of view okay i wanted to ask because your models are absolutely Aesthetically pleasing in the sense of what most people would see as being aesthetically right. pleasing. Right. However, one of the things that people have shared that they love about Rihanna is that she eventually reached a point where she's like, beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Correct. You know? mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to ask, is that something that you've been thinking about in the future for you as well? Oh, for sure. So with the recent line that came out, and I'll give you a whole history about it. So mm -hmm. the recent line that just came out, we did add an extra large. Okay. So we are looking for, you know, big size, big size, beautiful models. Yeah. Um, it's just so hard to find. That's the only thing. It's already so hard to find influencers that, you know, are, you know, going to be comfortable wearing underwear and socks. Right. It's also hard to find uh, bigger gentlemen with the influence. Um, that are comfortable wearing underwear and socks. So trust me, I have been looking, <laughs> you know, to to showcase that. And it may just not be somebody that has an influence. It may yeah. just be an everyday guy. And hey, here's a campaign opportunity. And you know, we would love to use you. Yeah. So um, the, the first uh, collection that came out, again, that was my first line. That was mm -hmm. right out of college. I looked at it from a point of view from who's buying what customer is buying the most and at what size? Yeah. And medium and smalls was the most demanded one at the time. And with you starting a new business, sometimes you have to literally decide whether you're going to, you know, skim yourself short and be out of business in a couple of months because you put so much expenses in this, or are you going to be strategic and then eventually be to the masses? There you know, we Rihanna, had, Rihanna has money right. To, right. To, to say, I'm going to not make an extra large, but I'm going to make a 2X and a 3X. Right. That's a lot of fabric and a lot of money. People don't realize the, the back-end process of having to order a minimum order of 500, 1,000. Mm -hmm. These manufacturers think that I'm in all the coals or all the targets. Right? Like, they, they, they be quoting me like I'm at uh, 10,000 targets or something. So it, it, so for me starting out, it had to be very strategically done because I didn't want to run myself dry. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with they see the, these conversations are important because I'm sure there are listeners yeah. who are interested in doing, you know, having their own business and stuff like that. So you're educating right now. So that's good. Oh, for sure. And, 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 and not just even from a business standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, we, we have gotten people like, oh, oh my God, I, I can't fit it. You know, oh, I, mm. I want a bigger size. Yeah. Oh, why don't you market to a bigger size? And it's, it's disheartening where I'm like, okay, I definitely want to have a bigger size. It's just not in the finances because I'm trying to make it a thing in the next nine months to a year in which right. we're able to make it with having an extra large. Now, if people are coming in requesting to say, hey, I need a 2X or a 3X, like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Right. You so, know, because that, so, that, that, that is a market. That leads to a question that I didn't even think about. 
when thinking of the kind of fabric and stuff that you want, because I think about places like H&M and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you, are your, is your underwear more tailored toward, you know, a European demographic? Or especially with, you know, I know that a good amount of your uh, consumers are African-American. Does yeah. it fit our <laughs> quote unquote sizes as it were? <laughs> oh, for sure. De okay. Definitely, because, um, I made sure the end scene mm -hmm. um, was like four and a half, five, which mm -hmm. is, you know, more comfortable to, you know, thicker legs and stuff yeah. like that. And if you notice too, like one of the photos I sent you, you can tell, you know, that you're well endowed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the front and the back that it does give a, a little bulge lift. Um, but the, the biggest thing, again, a lot of people don't realize in the back end, you can do underwear and that'd be great. But yeah. we're not just talking about underwear here, right? We're talking about socks as well. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to our core focus is being uh, uh, giving men com comfort in matching, yeah. you have to realize that there's some sacrifices that you have to take because you don't want a color to be off. Right. And that's one of the core competencies of us being competitive is that people are having trouble mimicking the brand because you can not, because the same fabric type in underwear and the same, uh, the same fabric type and socks are not the same. Yeah. You know, and to get that strategically down and then also match the blends of colors is very hard for a manufacturer to do. Yeah. It took me about nine to 12 months to even find the right one. <laughs> it's, it's a process. So a lot of people don't see that. So um, sometimes you have to compromise here or there, whether it's price, whether it's comfort, not comfort, whether it's, you know, ordering a more or less or saying I, we can't do that color because, you know, it doesn't look right. So there's a lot of things that go into it. It's, that's the part that, you know, is, isn't the fun, the fun part, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing that I really appreciate and respect about your brand, as you know, my... Um, mm -hmm. My nine to five working in mental health, I work with homeless youth. And so it speaks to me a lot that with Boxed Essentials, one of your initiatives is doing things for the homeless community. So could you talk yes. a little bit to the Misfit Universe about that? Oh, for sure. So when I was taking those notes in 2016, I knew immediately any business that I do, I wanted to give back. Mm -hmm. um, you can see it now with COVID. I mean, people are throwing so much wasteful stuff. Like brands have clothes on, on the shelves. Like, they can give it away. They can, yeah. whether it's recyclable or not. Like I go into stores and I'm like, oh my God, this is so wasteful. Like you go in a cleared section of Macy's and you're like, why are homeless people in the same clothes? Like yeah. all this stuff. So I wanted to come up with something where it was, you know, giving back. And I thought about the, uh, the essential part of having simple underwear and simple socks and the community that needs it the most and we've given over um, what's, what's say a, over 150 thus far that's uh, beautiful probably at least 200 probably because if you're including face masks socks underwear and you know i've shipped numerous of socks to new york for people mm -hmm. that have reached out um baltimore city county dc um so yeah we're just trying to expand it because again these these big brands aren't doing it and they're ordering so many of it that they should be doing it yeah you know yeah. and and for me it's kind of like you know you, it's like i have a heart <laughs> you know, right I back right I uplift other people and it's just it's just unfortunate a lot of uh organizations and companies do not 
um, I go and be like, wow, this office building has been empty for going on a year because yeah. of COVID or this university. And like, why can't you house the homeless? Like, right. it, it, it irritates me. So, but hey, we're going, we're going every, every day we're going to make it to the, make a better step into the future. And, Absolutely. You know, so. Absolutely. That is wonderful. And one of the things that uh, you mentioned that we didn't really talk about are that you have masks. We yes. didn't even talk about that earlier. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, so when we released our mask, that was like our biggest sale through that month thus far, even in I our social. So many people, so many people bought the mask, and then we also came out with um, t-shirts, which sold out. I know mm -hmm. I had to bring them back. Somebody literally texted me two days ago. I was like, "I'm online. Where are the t-shirts?" And I'm like, "Sorry." <laughs> um, so yeah, so people love uh, product differentiation for sure. Um, so yeah, we have masks. We have we sell our boxes individual individually um we're also on etsy amazon um so yeah so and that was i, I was about to say that for my last question i wanted mm -hmm. to ask how could the misfit universe well first of all no no my next question before the last question which is your, okay. your information my last question is what's coming up for box essentials for sure so what i want to do i definitely want to continue with the bigger size i want to market that in the next collection i really want to um you know show that we do dedicate to different sizes and stuff like that like you said um hopefully by end of year and i really would want to bring someone on the team that knows that market yeah but um the women's line market is an opportunity um for mm. sure um so knowing that yes i do love the fact that we you know specifically for the men because i feel like a lot of us just don't you know, we go into malls and we go into stores and we have 25% of the fact. section. You fact. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, so I, so I have a hard uh, time, you know, thinking about that. But we do have I another. mean, you could always do <clears throat> do a reverse of what it is that we have to experience, which is, right. you know, you could bring women in, but look, you're going to have a little corner over there. <laughs> you got a little corner. <laughs> the rest okay. of this is us. <laughs> okay. Two, two patterns. That's it. Right. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we are, we should be premiering um, depending on, because again, people don't know what goes on in the background. When we manufacture from China, mm -hmm. um, whatever you may say about them, whatever, um, they're the leader in manufacturing. You just make sure that you got the best quality and best price. That's, that's y'all due diligence on that. Right. <laughs> uh, it took me nine months to a year to figure it out. Um, so <laughs> hopefully it's easier for you. But um, coming down the pipeline, we have about four or five new designs. Um, coming out, um, kind of focusing on your basics and the signature um, BE, Fox Essentials logo. Um, so we're going to do a big thing about that, big thing for that in about a month and a half. Mm -hmm. And what I was saying before that was like, you don't know what's going on because China goes away, done working for about a month and a half. Right. In January or February. So not moving anything. These people have a Chinese New Year and took a whole month. <laughs> <laughs> so we're waiting on samples right now, which I'm so excited about because that in that sample is the jock strap. So we'll see. Nice. We'll see. I'm so I'm definitely so excited about it. Um, I mean, Box Essentials has kept me afloat, honestly speaking. Yeah. During these COVID times, and it's so crazy to even think about, you know, to have um, company come in and have this stream of income for me, 
at such an early age, at such an early inception of the business. Yeah. Because, you know, I was like, I'm a dual career. So like, it's okay if you don't have it all like Rihanna, <laughs> right, you know, to, right. to, to work at the same time as you're establishing your dream and stuff. Absolutely. And I encourage that. So um, that's what I was doing. I, every single line that comes out is funded by me. I have, I'm a hundred percent owner. There's no investors and all that stuff. So it, it could be a lot, you know, you got to hustle, you got to, you know, get the funding proper for you and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited to premiere the next collection for sure. And um, I'm hoping to see you in some. Listen, I was just in here thinking about that. I was like, yeah, it's time. It's time. Can you, can you imagine? I, 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 mean, I, don't know if, I don't know if your followers have seen the body. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, just this off topic, yo. When I tell you, so me and Raven got really close um, in New York. Mm -hmm. And we will walk the streets and I'm like, Raven. And I think at that time, I think I was coming into my 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 uh, my butt. Yes. Like, your butt got bigger. Like every other month, you're like, where you got? I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to really have a big butt, but okay, okay. <laughs> and to look at Sean's, I'm like, yo, he's embracing this. I'm loving it. That was, those were the days. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I will not forget the day we went into. I don't know if it was Zara or H and M. He was like, boy, you gonna be half naked in, in here. <laughs> you just gonna change into your whole clothes. I'm like, well, we're not going back to the um. You know, wherever we were standing, up, 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 whatever part of right. New York, Harlem, and I think we was downtown. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, I got to change here. Hey, listen, <laughs> I was like, he, he just, just does whatever. <laughs> okay, he just want to show off his body. <laughs> but that was fun. You, you made my New York experience amazing, and I think that's when I, that's why it was so hard for me when I transitioned to New York full time after I graduated, where I was like, where the people at, and where's right. Raymond? <laughs> Cause I don't know if you moved back to Baltimore for a little while or you Yeah, I moved back to, to Baltimore York. for two years. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, and then you went to Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got so, you. No, well, I no. You, you I... should come back. <laughs> yeah, I should come back. <laughs> that that has been stated to me a, a few times. Yes. The spoken word thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've you know, been I will told. help promote I will I will help you promote the craziness out of it. I thought that was just such a cool aesthetic. Thank you. Um, I, I thought that was so. That's so needed. Oh my gosh, especially in our community. So if you if you have some dates in Baltimore, DC, you know I'll, I'll definitely promote that for sure. You are one of the few people that, when you say that, I believe you. And the reason why mm -hmm. I believe you is because you've proven throughout our entire friendship that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. I do not sure. know a lot of people like that. When you say you're going to travel somewhere, you make it happen no matter who goes. <laughs> you will put it out to 15 different people and you're like, if it ends up being two, I'm still going. You say you're going to do Box to Central <laughs> and you had the patience. You know, you didn't just say, I'm going to create a brand and then just toss it yeah. out there all willy-nilly. No, I'm going to do the research right. and I'm going to make sure this is a quality brand before I get it out there. So when you say exactly. that you would actually, you know, help to promote there are some people who say that, and I'm like, whatever, bitch. Like you're, okay. you're, you're saying it, and we'll, we'll see when I, it comes I, time. I like they'll do a they'll do a like, Boy, right? <laughs> you, you know, I'm gonna give you like, oh my god, you should be on Eventbrite. You need to get your email contact list. Right. We're gonna po promote this, 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 and this, because like I'm I'm gonna have a whole bunch of people come up in a, a party bus too. Yes. <laughs> Trust me. You know when I'm. You know when I love something, especially when my friends are doing it. Oh, I promote it. I'm, I'm all for it. 
Okay, so I'm just saying it's a request. Get on it. You know, I can already see the social distance. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> a limited of like 30 to 50 people. Right. I'm just saying. Well, I also wanted to. And you, um, I wanted to thank you as well for the compliment on the body. Uh, because, you know, as I was saying to one of my friends yesterday, it took a long time for it to get to a point where thickness was celebrated. But yes. now with the, the climate that we live in now, you would have never known that it wasn't always this way. Like people right. love thickness now, you know? Oh, for and sure. And so while those of us who are thick still kind of, you know, battle being comfortable fully in our skin, that's the reason why I do nude yoga, you know? Um, because that's me learning how to truly love my own body. Like people oh my God, you sexualize gotta come to it, but why? Wow. You gotta come back here. <laughs> There's no market for that. No one's doing that. Right. Yeah. You and know, I, no one's doing that. They definitely have so. it down here. So yeah, it would be. That's, that's, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I'm like, DC. Like, I mean, that's, that's why, um, you know, you see some of these uh, party promoters promoting different things like the S&M type of stuff and everything. Yeah. I'm not going to say a brand name, but I love that brand. And I, and I support the owner, <laughs> no person. But um, nonetheless, he was so smart. And he said, I see opportunity, especially with men of color, and was like, I'm going to go for it. And yeah. started out in DC, went to Atlanta, and now just is is crazy successful. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm supportive of it. And um, if you ever decide to come back, I'm, I'm for it, at least for a little bit. Right, yes. <laughs> well, I've always you know? said, if I was to come back, I'd probably give it two years again, you know? Um, yeah, I like I, I often see going back home is just kind of like, let me rejuvenate, you know, it's oh, like, okay, sure. let, let, let me get my energy back. Let me feel like I'm filling myself back up again. Uh, and then I can go back out to whatever my next adventure would be. Um, the exactly. truth is, if I was to come back home, I'm not necessarily sure where my next adventure would be because uh, New York and Atlanta are the only two places I've ever truly wanted to live. Uh, San Diego is also on the list now because going for sure. there for my birthday, I almost didn't come back. <laughs> I was like, Talk finally, I found a place on the West Coast that actually fits me because, you know, it, it, it took a few places in California. <laughs> we are there. Oh, my God. So I, I agree because I went to San Francisco. I said, yo, this is like too gray, too... Oh, God. I was me. like, it just feels like a, a West Coast Baltimore to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's giving West Coast Baltimore twilight, okay? <laughs> and then LA is a whole nother subject, child. I ain't into that. But San Diego, I went there and I was like, this reminds me, like I'm from Annapolis. So I'm like, this mm -hmm. reminds me of like a very modern, bougie, but it could be okay, comfortable, and still good affordable food and drinks. Listen. Annapolis, like this is, this is pretty dope. And I love that it's on the water mm -hmm. and everything could be outside. I celebrated my birthday there too, and I was like, I should have been here longer. <laughs> Listen, that part, because I have family yeah. there, so it's not like I would have yeah. a place that I could stay if I didn't want to stay in a hotel or Airbnb. I have actual exactly. family I could stay with, so I'm like, mm -hmm. this makes no sense to me. Because my, my mother, my sister, all of them have been there several times. I was wow. the only one in the family. Even my niece and nephew had been to San Diego. My ass is the That's only crazy. one that it took forever. And I was like, everything happens for a reason, because once yeah, I got exactly. there, I was like, okay, this is really cute. Um, but exactly. yeah, so, you know, when, when I finally decide, and I probably need to do, do that in the next week, get my box essentials, um, I need okay. to do, I need to do, you know, some yoga pics. 
in my uh, I'm my for it. Socks. I'm all for it. <laughs> you know, this, you know, whether you tag or not, I'm sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to create a close friends on Box Essentials now or something. I don't know if they, I don't know if they have, I'm pretty sure they have that for businesses. That's, that'd be very interesting to look into. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because I have two business pages. So I need to see if that's actually a thing. I didn't even think, I think about it, I that. think it might, I think it may be a thing. Because I, I think the podcast and my yoga page, my yoga page is where I show all my clients and stuff. Both of those are business pages. So I don't know if that offers right. close friends. So I have to check into that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, <laughs> but but yes, so if the misfits want to walk with you, where yes. would they walk with you on social media? For sure. Everything is box essentials. Um Come from on, branding. Instagram. Yeah, that's another thing I'm in with. Uh box essentials is on Instagram, Twitter, um everything. Um Facebook. Um, yeah, boxessentials.com. Um, we also are on Amazon and Etsy as well. Um, that's another great opportunity for us that has Absolutely. been really, really good. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that when you start a business, you want to know, um, you want to get the name down. Yeah. Um, not necessarily crazy quick, but once you do have it named, a name down and maybe a couple of different uh, variations of the name or, you know, different ideas of the name, you want to see if that name is available. Yeah. That's very important. Um, and whether, cause you don't want to get caught up in underscores and having to put a one at Speak. the end of anything Speak. is crazy. So if you got something, whether you start branding or marketing it two, three years down the road, just make sure that you have ownership of it. Um, because someone will come along. Like I was completely surprised that no one had box essentials. I was right. like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> like completely surprised. So it's it's and it wasn't and it wasn't much to officially take over the the name the patent for it, but um, yeah, I would encourage just you know make sure it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Somebody did have it on Twitter, but they were so inactive. Twitter was like immediately like boop, here you go. And I was <laughs> no, like, no, that's nice. Look? I didn't know that I, was, I was a like, thing. Yes, I was like, you gonna let people know? Like, no. <laughs> I didn't know Twitter could just knock somebody it off. Was, it was it was some it was some woman in somewhere with a picture of her and her dog. And I don't think she tweeted since 2015. <laughs> and here you go. And I was like, that was So easy. wait, do you reach out to somebody? Like how do you get them to do Yeah, that? so so like it's weird. So okay, I think I this is how I solved it. Yes. Okay. So YouTube is amazing. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and, oh, we're on YouTube as well. So, and Box Essentials. Um, but on YouTube, <laughs> in the search box, mm -hmm. put in um, how to take over Twitter name. That's it. And wow. literally, there's uh, a, a lot of videos, but there was one specific video, and I want to say because I like to keep it very simplistic. Mm -hmm. It's like two, no more than two minutes, and they literally say go to this icon like because it was weird like you go to support then you go to another link and then you go to another link and then you just upload like evidence yeah i guess that it's your name or like pictures that you've been using it or something like that um and literally in about no more than two days it was it belonged to me and i was like that was very quick i wonder if that person did come active how pissed they would be <laughs> <laughs> but my, hey. my, my reason for asking that is because especially with the podcast less with the the yoga page because i definitely do more of mm. that on ig but with the podcast i have ths podcast on instagram but i don't have mm. it on twitter i had to put an underscore in the front and i'm like i want to get gotcha. rid of that underscore so when you said that just oh. now i was like oh let me need to make that yeah. happen yeah 
definitely exactly so which i would do if i was you i would like key in that actual username that you want to take over mm-hmm. see how active they are or not still do it right. um but it's but it's just a you know a little icing on the cake to see like oh they really don't use this thing like yeah. this should definitely be approved um but yeah do that for sure now i have been able to do that with scorpiogi and I was surprised, like you were with Box Essentials. I would have assumed um, that somebody else would have had Scorpiogi. Right. Um, but I have that on everything. Like even my oh, website sure. is scorpiogi.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I think is hilarious though, this is so funny how small the world can be. The only other person who was using the Scorpiogi hashtag, I knew. I knew them. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> so, Another misfit. <laughs> right. I was like, what are the odds of that? Now, mind you, we've only met in person once. And that was when I yeah. first moved to Atlanta. They came down on business and we hung out for an evening. Um, so I only met them once. But I think it got to a point where they saw so many hashtag Scorpiogis from me that they stopped posting anymore. Right. Um, and Well, it, it could have been that. It also could have been when I made the website. Once I made Scorpiogi.com, they probably went and saw it and was like, oh, he got this on locks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done. It's done at this point. Seriously. But I, I will come to you because I, I can say that I need to find a way to put more content on the Scorpiogi page. So you and I are probably need to talk offline about that. Yeah, you know, for sure. Pick your brain and everything. Um, because yep. right now it's uh, the Love Movements website that has the yoga the um the podcast the different because you know i have articles on there that people write yes you know so yes. i have all of that on we are TLM. yes the, the the mother the mother company right so <laughs> i remember like, when you came out with that oh my god i was so so excited for you <laughs> the heart right listen <laughs> listen and t- talk about branding that heart with the fist has really stuck out like people no, have attempted to steal remember- that logo from me wow listen i remember that logo <laughs> No, you can't take it. I'm seeing you. Right. Mm-mm. And you can be sure when I would go under the hashtag, I would DM those people. I'd be like, oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you for using my logo. You oh, can tag God. me whenever you like. Exactly. <laughs> no, trust, trust me. I so mean, that you don't get sued. Thank you. It's so bad. I've seen people in Africa, Bangladesh, like putting box essentials on their page like they're selling it. Wow. It's so crazy. Yeah, one of my wow. other friends was like, I think I just saw, like, one of my friends, of a friend was like, I think I just went past a shop. It was in Europe or something. I think I just saw your photo in Box Essentials and their branding that they sell Box Essentials. And I was like, no way. <laughs> what? This is at a storefront in Europe? Like, what right. are you talking about? <laughs> but hey, it, 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 it's that whatever artificial shit, not real. You know, they, yeah. there is a market for it, I guess, but Absolutely. it's not going to be boxed in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you got sorry. the wrong brand for that. Do another one. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being on here. I should have had you on here a long time ago. Okay. I you really know, come back every year. Follow right. Up. <laughs> Listen, I was about to say, I'm like, when when you get that new line up and running, come back, you know. It yes. doesn't even have to be an extensive interview. I just want to be able to promote you to the Misfit universe. That's what's I love most important. That. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much, Misfits. You all have the information. Make sure that you are supporting. Make sure you add him and Box Essentials all over social media. And uh, we will be right back. 
thank you so news. much You're and welcome. before you before you end i want to give a special thank you for this opportunity especially being on this journey it's in the beginning stages and i know for a fact that we're going to get where we're going come on and to know that we have these friends in place where it's like okay one because when i go up Oh, trust and believe my friends go up. So listen, it, I, I'm, I'm excited and I'm so blessed that you had me on your platform. And you know, I have so many other stuff going on too. And you know, one box essential is just one aspect. Come on. You know that. Come so on. we'll be talking on <laughs> other stuff very soon too. Um, but no, I, I appreciate uh, you giving me this platform. So and, and using it, um, you know, for us, we need this space. Absolutely. So. Thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. Oh, I got a brother blushing. <laughs> All right, Miss Fitz, we'll be back with good news. And now it is time for good news. I want to once again thank Kieran and Brandon for being on this episode. I know I've said it before. I think I've said it like maybe three times this episode. But I genuinely enjoyed conversing with both of those brothers. Um, I think that they shared a lot of important information as far as business, which I thought was very important, um, as I just said. Oh, did I just say important twice like that? Anyway, um, but but also the the opportunity to share their brands and how men can hopefully work on feeling a little bit more comfortable in their skin because of these brands. Uh, so I think that both of their apparel lines are very important and I hope that you all take advantage of it. Um, my good news, my good news is that uh, this Tuesday, which is actually the day you all are listening to this, I'm going to be having a free yoga class on Zoom. So because you're listening to this on Tuesday, or any day after that, you may be a little too late for this particular date, but I plan to have more in the future. Uh, with everything that's going on with COVID right now, I'm not able to teach on top of Stone Mountain or in Piedmont Park. Well, I said because of COVID, but it's more because of temperature right now. Um, it's too cold. Um, I actually can teach outside just fine once it uh, warms up a little bit. But I wanted to take advantage of having more groups online. Um, I've been teaching online for about four years now. Uh, I was teaching online even before I moved to Atlanta, but back then not a lot of people were really into it as much as they are now, especially because of the pandemic. So I wanted to bring together a group of people to be able to flow together. Um, oh, why do I keep repeating words? Ugh. Uh, but <laughs> that'll be taking place at 6 p.m. on Tuesday which Tuesday, really quick, go look at my calendar, the 9th, the 9th of February at 6 p.m. EST. Uh, so yeah, if for any reason you're listening to this Tuesday morning and you catch it in enough time to want to join, uh, you can DM me at Scorpiogi on Instagram, or you can send me an email at love at revolutionmultimedia.com. Here's what you do if you're like, I have no clue how to spell out Revolution Multimedia. Go to the description of this episode. In every description of this show, I provide THS at RevolutionMultimedia.com uh, for any feedback, but also these days so that you can send in questions for the couch. Um, so you'll always be able to find that. And once you see THS, simply take that THS away, put love in front of it, and just copy and paste what you see as far as that email address and you are good to go. Um, but yeah, so if you email me or DM me, I can provide you with the link to the Zoom and we'll have some fun. And that's about it, Misfits. 
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope that you were able to get a lot out of it, out of the interviews as well as the couch. And until next time, I love you all so much. Namaste.